very normal and also very passionate about Jesus. Normal in the most wonderful way, I mean. Yeah, in a good way, entirely. Um, I'm just going to pray for you quickly and then over to you. Uh, thank you, God, that um, you anoint people to, uh, to bring your words to life and to bring your word to life. And um, I just really believe, Kieran, that God has given you like a specific message this evening. Um, it's a real privilege just to have you sharing with us as who you are. But I also think God's really given you a kind of specific word just to um, bring to us this evening too. So Lord, I pray that where you're wanting to um, talk to us about something quite specifically and challenge us and um, yeah, do that in a wonderful way, just just pray you'd anoint um, Kieran to speak those words and also for us to hear what he's got to say and to really hear what you've got to say to each of us too, personally. Yeah, amen. Hello. Um, those who don't know, I'm Kieran from Newcastle. Uh, I've got a bit of a fan club tonight, so yeah, it's quite good, isn't it? Um, is that too loud? Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so we're looking at beginning to look a lot like Jesus, and I like to tackle like different difficult questions. So just sort of like looking at Jesus' response to suffering in the world, because I think a lot of people have said to me in my life and said in general they're like, "Oh, Jesus is like a great crutch." And, like, Jesus never intended to just come and be a crutch to people who are in need. Like, it's so much greater than that. So I'm just going like, to just share a story first because, yeah, I prefer stories. Um, I was up in Newcastle last weekend with my, um, like, the church back home. Um, went away for, like, a weekend away. My church back home's, like, started off with, a, with my dad right here, Peter. Um, and, hey, and, uh... And a few guys who had gotten out of prison and became Christians in prison and struggled to follow Jesus in regular churches on the outside. And so it's grown over the last few years with like loads of people from that sort of background and from loads of different backgrounds becoming Christians. So it's like 120 of were away um, last weekend, which was really good. And uh, the guy who leads the church now is called John O'Connor. So this is just in relation to that suffering. Basically, he was, um, when he was 11, his dad was in that with prison. When he was 11, his dad murdered his mom in the house, and John walked in and found, saw it all. Um, and yes, yeah, so his dad went off to prison for manslaughter. His um, mom was dead. And him and his brother and sister, two brothers and sister, went to live at the mom's parents. And so, like, John got into, like, heroin all that for like 10 years was addicted to heroin in that prison and then somebody told him Jesus can get you off heroin and he was like well I've tried rehabs I've tried everything how can Jesus some guy who lived 2,000 years ago get me off heroin so this, about a few months later he was in Durham prison in a cell and he was coming off drugs and he just like he was like I've got nothing left there's absolutely no other there's nothing left so he just prayed, he's like, God, like, I don't know if you're real, I don't know who you are, I don't know what, but if you're real, like, get me off heroin. And he never touched heroin again. And he's like, and came off other drugs, out of prison, and he started off his own business, and his whole life's completely transformed, and he's like an amazing, amazing man. Um, and it's things like, when you're looking at suffering, like, 
Jesus isn't just come and just be like a plaster to put over the wound. Like genuinely, he came to transform the world and to bring change and all that suffering. So yeah, I was talking about when you're like beginning to look a lot like Jesus. A lot of Christians, like a lot of Christianity is viewed that Jesus was like a great guy, um, did amazing things, and that we like hold him as a great role model and we'd be good people to follow Jesus. But that's not why he came. Like, how are we meant to go and Jesus, when he saw suffering, when he saw people who were ill, he healed them. Like everyone, hundreds of thousands of people, he just went out and healed them because he saw suffering and he sorted it. So if he's just a good person, like, we can't just go up and heal somebody just like we're humans. Um, so the thing is, Jesus didn't come to inspire her to live a better life. Jesus came to empower her. So in terms of healing, there's a guy I know called Paul Donaghy, and he's a, he's a mad guy, but he's amazing. Um, and he was walking along and saw this girl in the wheelchair and went up to her and talked to her. And she'd been in the wheelchair for seven years. Every day, I go through like two steps in the Zimmer frame, and it was like so much pain. And so he was like, Look, like Jesus wants to heal you. So he prayed for her, and she got up, and she like walked away pushing her wheelchair, which was like incredible. And it's mad. And so, so yeah, just a couple of stories to start, catch your attention. Um, there's a couple of sheets on your tables, which is just a Bible passage I'm going to read. Can I have one, John? How is it on the screen? Yeah. Um, yeah, is it on the screen or not? No. Oh, well. Yeah, it's just here. So it's from um, John 12. Just going to read it. It says, this is Jesus speaking. It says, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loses his life, whoever loves his life, loses it. And whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for the purpose, I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd that stood there and heard it said it thundered. Others said an angel had spoken to him. Jesus answered, this voice has come for your sake, not mine. And it's just this bit here, which means, Jesus goes, Now is the judgment of this world. Now will the ruler of this world be cast out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to show by what kind of death he was going to die. So the crowd answered him, We have heard from the law that the Christ remains forever. How can you say that the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is the Son of Man? So Jesus said to them, The light is among you for a little while longer. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. The one who walks in the darkness does not know where he's going. While you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become sons of the light. Um, If you've never read the Bible before, it does sound a bit weird. But looking at it there, there's some amazing things. If you look at verse 31, 32, it says, Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world be cast out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. And it's this thing that like humans, as humans, we have a tendency to, des- to destroy. Like, you just look at the world, there's wars, there's genocides, there's broken relationships, there's everything. Like, the world's just, like, it's, yeah, it's crap. The world's like, completely destroyed. And 
that's because like we just have a tendency to go that way and so when jesus said that he wants to get he says for to now the ruler of this world be cast out like jesus came to turn around the fact that humans are just destructive that we are to come in like and empower to be creative in this world so rather than wars you have like yeah right this isn't going that well um <laughs> hey um, so yeah, when faced with suffering, Jesus wasn't a crush or like a comfort to people. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, as I said before, Jesus healed nearly every person he came into contact with. Like the full, if you read most of the Bible, most of the Gospels, it was Jesus going around from person to person to person and just healing people who came to him. And it's because like when God is there, like God is so, so good. Like he is absolutely amazing he's so holy and when god is there like illness um all that illness depression anxiety none of that can be there it's impossible to be in the presence of god so when god comes when jesus comes to the earth wherever he was darkness wasn't like illness wasn't um and so when it comes to suffering like where jesus is like it's, it goes it goes not necessarily straight away but it goes and when um in the old testament there's a load of laws there's, I'm reading at the moment, um, it's quite long, but it's like there's loads and loads of different laws, and it's because like darkness just cannot be in the presence of God, and God really wanted to dwell and live with his people, um, and so there was loads of laws that they had to follow in order to live with the presence of God, um, and so one of them was if you were ill or had any defect or anything, you were just like cast out of the of the society, you're a complete outcast. Um, yeah, so when Jesus, and you weren't allowed to go to the, like Jesus, what was it, God, like his glory stayed in a tent, and like, yeah, and so had to do sacrifices, all this stuff. But when, um, if you were ill, you could never go there, you could never meet with God. There was no option, no chance for you to meet with God, because you were ill. And so when Jesus healed people, he wasn't just doing like a physical healing he was giving people permission to be one with god again be one with the father so to, we were created to be like one of my friends said to us i was a little bit disappointed he was like like a year ago or something he's like to be honest like, if i was a christian like i don't think my life would change i don't think anything would be different it'd just be exactly the same and it's like we were created not just to be good people and all this. we were created to be one with god that's what john had preached on a couple of weeks back like complete like no separation whatsoever from God, where you can hear him, you know he's with you, and you just have the presence of God, so that when you go, like a guy, Paul, when you go and see someone in a wheelchair, like, like yeah, you get healed a lot of the time, sometimes not, but yeah. Um, what was I talking about again? <laughs> uh, what was I talking about? Yeah, one with, um, one with the father. Um, so John spoke about it a couple of weeks ago. Oh, really good. Right, I'm just going to speak about. Um, I was in this 72-hour worship event in the summer, which was like, which like a lot, a long, long time. But I was there for like eight hours straight. One time, just worshiping God, and God just gave us this picture um, of like of Cain and Abel. It's a story in the start of the Bible where Cain kills his brother Abel, and he asks God, he goes, "Am I my brother's keeper?" And then God replies with, um, says, he says, Abel's blood cries out to me from the ground. 
And there's this theme all throughout the Bible, and the world where it's like people are crying out to God. People are crying out. Like there's people in so much depression and pain, and around the world, so there's like, and people are crying out for something. And it was when I said during the worship, just said like, trade our disappointment in for joy. And it's just things that I'm like, people are just we're quite disappointed. We have quite high expectations of life, and as people would do, just will go through life without. Like, quite disappointed. Like, nothing is ever as good as I expect it to be. Like, it's always just like, and that's not how it was created to be. And you're just crying, like, you're just crying out for more. Like, is there more to life than this? And so, I got this picture when I was worshiping God for like eight hours. Um, yeah, of like the blood of people's crying out from the ground. People are just like crying out again, uh, crying out for, for something for some deliverance, for some healing, for some, like, just some relief from life. And then, um, and God just gave us this picture of when Jesus came down to earth and he died, he shed his blood. Rather than our blood crying out to God, it's like he shed his blood, so it's his blood crying out to us. He's going, look, like, I've done it. Like, you're crying out for a savior, you're crying out for help, you're crying out for healing. Like, I've done it all. And so when, we're, when you're crying out and suffering, and all these different things, God's crying out. He's like, look what I did. Like, I gave my life for you. I gave my life so that depression can get changed into joy, so anxiety can get changed into, into peace. And all these things, that like, he poured it out, and he's crying out to you. Just like I answered your cry with my cry. Yeah. And Jesus did it so that all the goodness of heaven could flow into this world. And like, so rather than pain, you got the goodness of God. And so I had, um, like seven years ago, my mom died of uh, cancer. And I'd grown up hearing about and believing how like, amazing and good God was. Uh, I sang about it in church, and I believed it, and I knew it. Then my mom got ill in the year later, I died of cancer. And like, I was like, completely, I was just done for like a year. I was completely and utterly broken. And like, God was there, and... I kind of believe like God wants to heal people, and a lot of time He doesn't. Thousands, millions of people die every day, but like God was there, like God was completely and utterly there when I was broken. And I was praying before I was like, I was like "This is like genuinely real." Like, so I feel like I'm sort of doing a lecture. Like I'm in university, and I feel like I'm doing like a lecture. But I'm like, look, like this is like it's so ridiculously real that like, I know like hundreds of people's lives have got changed being transformed by God. The world's, like, so different because of what Jesus did. And, hey, it was mad when you think about it. This isn't just, like, oh, these are the facts. This is a theory. This is that, that's that. This is, like, real. Like, Jesus actually did all of this. And so, like, I was, like, completely broken for, for a while. Um, yeah, and Jesus, like, I would just ask him, I'd go to church and I'd stand up during the worship, and in my head, I'd just be telling them exactly what I thought of them, um, words I probably shouldn't use from here. And I'd just be like, telling them exactly what I thought of them, because he was just like, how dare he, how dare he let my mom die? And God has just come down and his love, like his power. Now when I, when I talk about being one with God, and I think, say, God wants his presence to, to live in you. He wants his love, he wants his goodness to live in you. And so I'd just be swearing at God, telling him what I thought of him. And he'd just come, and he'd just heal, and he'd just like, lift off depression, 
and it was amazing and it, it was tough but like God completely and utterly transformed my life um, and yeah back to Cain and Abel's story just said when Cain goes am I my brother's keeper it's this thing like especially in London um, you just live your own life like we're all just we'll just live our own lives to do what we do and we just like, you know what, there's so much rubbish and there's, there's too much rubbish in this world to actually be able to do anything. Like, there's too much. I've got enough of my own problems. Like, I'll just leave it and make a bit of money. And, like, that's fine. But it's just saying, like, like, Jesus came down and Jesus died so that he could empower us as Christians. You have the presence of God living inside you to be our people, those people who go around and in the midst of the suffering... You go around and you look like, I've got the answer. I've got a God who can heal. I've got a God who can lift off anxiety and, and relieve pain. And, like, so I was just, like, I was, I was out last night. And, like, I just go through my life. Like, I go, go to uni, go to the gym, go out. And, like, there's nothing wrong with that, but I just forget, like, that this is, like, it's real. Like, it's, it's completely true. Like, it, it's mad and I've got all this power inside the power of God inside us to change things to like completely change situations. And like my dad goes into prison, amazing guy, um, and tells people about Jesus and sees like loads of guys like meet with God, like completely and utterly transformed. And like, yeah, so when you talk about suffering, it's not about like, I think a lot of times Christians are like, all right, let's, let's be good people, it's meant, but God's, God's given you like the power to do something, to really, really do something in terms of healing, in terms of bringing, like, the comforter, the Holy Spirit, the comforter. And so when talk, the last uh, verse here just says, while you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become sons or daughters of light. It's that thing, like, when, when, when you become Christian, when you get the Holy Spirit inside you, like, you're a son of, and daughter of the light, that like you have the light of God inside it. And so when Jesus talks about he's casting out the old, he's casting out the darkness and he's coming to be king in the light, like he's not coming to, to just like impose anything he comes and he fills us up so that we can be the change in this world to really like relieve this suffering, to relieve depression and to come around and really bring his kingdom of goodness to this world. I never really know how it end. Uh, <laughs> the joke. Uh, no. That's awesome. Yes. Mate, thanks so much. Um, that's incredible, and um, just love your heart so much, mate. It's just wonderful. And um, yeah, I think um, what'd be great to do is we're just um, just going to spend a minute just in quiet and um, just see what happens. And um, yeah, we'll do that. We'll just invite God, and then I think we'll um, we'll carry on from there. So, um, yeah, Lord, I just thank you so much for Kieran's words. And right now, Holy Spirit, would just um, the one sentence or thing that we heard Kieran say that um, you want to stick with us and you want to speak to us about? Would you just come and do that now by your Holy Spirit? And I thank you that'd be different for each of us.